Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. It's tough. We're in a very tough spot. I think that what we're doing right now is of great benefit and virtue because it's an end around between this whole corrupt informational system, media system. We claim to believe in a God who spoke the universe into existence and literally raised himself from the dead. And yet we're not going to believe that anything else exists in the spirit realm, even though his word tells us that they do. Their bodies weren't permitted to go to sleep like humans do, and they weren't permitted to go to heaven. So they wander the earth. You know, I've seen the eyes turn black to unknown tongues being spoken. These giants would live way up in the highlands. The young graves, the young men would hide up in the trees and wait for one of these 12 footers to come walking down the path and they would jump on him and kill him and drag him back to the village and the village would feast on the body. Then people start to get weapons, they start to get armor, they start to build cities, they start to fortify their cities. Now, God looks down and there's violence everywhere. The battle, this war that we are at, is not against each other. It's against these principalities and these rulers and these archons in the high places. It's really worthwhile to read the Bible yourself. Fear is one of the primary drivers of mind control. Because we have to take every thought captive and resist fear. You're going to have a testimony that is a justice case against the kingdom of darkness. Welcome back to Ease of Edification. I got a really quick, awesome message for you here with Pastor Sean Carter. We just ask each other a couple questions. It's encouraging, it's edifying, and important. And I'm so ready to jump into this Ease of Edification quick message. Let's go. Hey, this is Pastor Sean Carter. Glad to have you with us on the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. This is the edifying short version. Glad to have you. Sean, it's awesome to connect with you, man. I'm so excited about this mini short series. Man, I'm glad to be here with you, Rod. Just uh, glad to share the God's Word and just be able to talk about the things that we're going to talk about and hopefully help people out here today. Absolutely, man. Somebody said something recently that we're over-entertained. We need more edification. And I was like, yeah, we do. (laughs) Bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the law because that's, we don't want to see that absent. So with this edification series, man, what is the best thing that's happened within the last few months or a few years even? Well, you know, for some people don't know, I have been involved in helping people come out of the occult and paranormal community for years and and just being able to work in that kind of ministry and be a full-time pastor most of my life it's been just a great opportunity but the last few months have been really great to uh, i've been able to baptize uh, seven folks in the 
the past few months, and some of them are just people that, you know, been praying for for, for many years, and just seeing that the Lord is moving and, and watching and taking care of people, and God is still on the throne and still in the salvation process. That's, that's probably one of the greatest things as far as personally happening to me is just being able to be a part of that ministry and seeing those people come to the Lord and disciple them and take them on that journey. You get to see them reinvent themselves almost. We come and we lay it all down and the baptism. Oh, absolutely. How many yeah. of the listeners here around the world know someone who got baptized recently? If you guys want to leave a comment on the webpage and interact with this mini short series and leave me some feedback. Well, Sean, what is the biggest battle that you faced recently doing the Lord's work? Well, here recently, it's it's been just, uh, I hate to say this, but a lot of the, the splashback or what I call splashback from a lot of the Christian ministries, it seems like churches are more concerned with trying to look like the world and entice people to come to church. And that's not what we're called to do. We're, we're not called to entice. We're called to preach and teach the Word of God. And, and one of the things that's just been in my crawl lately, I guess you can say, is is just dealing with ministries that are more concerned with people coming to church than people coming to Christ and and that discipleship process and dealing with deliverance ministries that want to just uh, see a deliverance or have that entertainment value, kind of like what you said a while ago. You know, they, they want to be entertained, but they don't want to disciple. They don't want to do the hard work. So that's, that's some of the things that's just kind of been the hardest thing for me to deal with here in the last few months. What would be your advice to any pastors or Christians that will be listening to this micro series about how to overcome that obstacle? Well, the biggest thing is is get in, first of all, get in the words yourself. And I'm not talking about trying to figure out how to a sales pitch. I'm talking about learning what the Bible says about depression. And because we have people in our congregations we have people out in our neighbors, our neighborhood, uh, at our workplaces that are suffering depression, anxiety, and the Bible has those answers. We can share with them how the Bible teaches us as Christians to uh, cast our cares upon Him, how to deal with a lot of these issues, and, and whether it's anxiety, depression, or even addiction. Instead, a lot of the churches are, are passing off to, and I understand some of this, but they're passing off the, the drug addictions, they're passing off the depressions to uh, medical professionals, and the medical, medical professionals, and even the psychologists, and I work alongside of a lot of different psychologists. They call me and I, I call them sometimes, and they will even tell you that a lot of what's going on just in a professional field is not dealing with the actual root of the problems of depression. They're basically just drugging them and hoping that time goes by and whatever's happened, they'll heal from. And that that's happenstance. Well, the church has the answer. So the first thing is is just learn what the Bible has to say about the spiritual concepts that deal with everyday life that people are experiencing. We need to share the gospel. We need to get out there. But we also have, we also have the 
the life. You know, we have life in our words. Our The Bible is full of life, and there's much more to it. And so bringing the salvation, bringing deliverance, but at the same time teaching each person and, and having an understanding of how to do life every day is probably one of the most important things. And don't be afraid to speak up. You know, speak up and and talk about God, talk about spiritual things in the break room, and don't be afraid to pray with people and for people. And so there's a lot I'd unpack that stayed right there, but we can unpack a lot of it as we go along. So that's very well said. And it gets to, in my opinion, one of the root of the issues is just the humility to come together and deal with the relevant issues that each one of us face on the day-to-day grind. What is your favorite Bible verse? I think mine would probably be Revelations uh, 20. I forgot the actual reference number there, but it talks about the, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one out of that, but uh, uh, that God will wipe away all the tears yeah. and that God would, would be, will be his people. That's the hope I'm looking for, the time of the resurrection, the time of when everything is taken care of. And that's one of the things I really kind of look forward to that brings me hope every day. Absolutely. What's your favorite Bible verse? I'd have to say it's the shortest verse in the Bible, and it would be, he wept. Yeah. And I think that it brings, for me, the reminder of the human, the humanity side of the Christ, of the Messiah, God in the flesh. But a lot of the times we see throughout at least history and even modern days, you see like the holier than thou can't be touched Jesus, who's like glowing up in the air. And that's true. But the reason he did that was because he came here and, and lived a perfect sinless life in the flesh. And we're all flesh and we all wrestle and we all weep at times. So like that, when I realized that was the shortest verse in the Bible and I read that, I wanted to weep because I felt and for a, a second that he knows exactly what I feel. Like I don't feel so distant. It doesn't feel so far away now because the one who made it all, understands one of the most common things unfortunately we see today which is a lot of weeping absolutely absolutely well as you're a podcaster and i kind of come from the background of youtube and and just doing basic ministry out here from your point of view from a uh from your life experiences and what do you see that the church needs to do better You've got a pastor on the line here with me right now. You know, what would you like to tell the pastors and the church to do better? If we don't have love, everything else we bring to the table is worthless. And the scriptures tell us that we can have information out the wazoo. We can have numbers, huge congregations. We can have so much money that we stopped counting at 10,000 hats full. But if we don't have love, it's worthless. First, forgiveness of yourself. We're holding ourselves back because we think we need to be perfect in order to come to the church. We think we need to like to get rid of all these sins before I show up. And, and just the transparency of, and I know you do a really good job of this, but this is for all the pastors that listen. If my advice is even considered, In humility, I literally say through my own obstacles and difficulties with some of the content I choose to cover, it would just be humility 
and, and that love portion where it's like, I'm not worried about if you have a hat on when you walk in. I'm not worried about if, you know, you're a big burly guy with some tattoos or if you're of a different color or language. Right. We're worried about letting you know that I feel what you're going through. I've been there. None of us are exempt. And there's a place here for you. You as you are, as you're coming. And that God loves you. And he's the one who works in us and through us, the body of Christ, in order for his will to come about. And I think that that's like, you know, it's a simple message, but but it's absent. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I see that quite a bit. You know, we, as I said, I, I, I work with people from the streets. I work with people. And one of the things that I think our church has, has been trying to do is for our congregation members you know, we've been doing a lot of work out in the community and we do a roadside prayer ministry every so often where we just go out and we set up a sign and we set it beside the road and the signs pretty much say, stop and we'll pray for you. And our goal is not to fill the church up at that moment or to get them to come to church, but rather to deal with the people and and right where they're at and, and how praying for them right where they're at and experiencing the pain. You know, uh, I was praying with a young lady the other day. Uh, we were out beside the road and she pulled in and she just had lost her grandmother. She just had found out that her mother had cancer. And, and I mean, you just, you, you just felt, you know, felt for this young lady. And so we, and the little ladies that were nearby, we just gathered around her and, and just prayed for her and, and she actually wrote a letter back to the church and just was so grateful because she had never heard and had anybody to pray for her, the, you know, that like we did that day. And she didn't live around here, but uh, she just was passing through. But it was that God ordained time. And so uh, I think it's so true what you just said. You know, you kind of go from here. <laughs> I want you guys to challenge your friends, your family members, the people you go to church with, to have a more open conversation with Christ being the center of it. The Bible says that we are to come together and dwell in unity. What are we doing to make that a reality? I'm edified by hearing your perspective, Sean. You're a unique pastor because you really just dig into the word. You trust God through the process. You're a black belt in the physical <laughs> world and in the spiritual world. Thank you so much for having me. Edifying each other, slowing down, and taking the time to deal with the serious issues.